Welcome to the eighth episode of the Hardwired Hockey Podcast featuring your host Tyler Prosick and I'm Matthew Sheridan. Today we're going to be covering all the NHL action happening the past few days, including Jim Rutherford resigning, Leafs and Panthers success, Cole Perfetti joining the Jets, Sergey Bobrovsky's shaky start, and some Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle talk. So Tyler, how are you today? I am wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, stress because we've got, we've each got um, story day assignments. We're both in journalism, so it's a yeah. pretty stressful time right now. But, yeah, excited to talk some hockey. So Always. we'll get right into it. One of the bigger news stories of the past few, uh, at least the past few weeks, uh, Jim Rutherford resigned as general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, a lot of reasons were circling. Some people thought it was his health. Some people, um, that's been proven that that's not true. But, uh, Tyler, what did you think when you first heard of that news? Um. Initially, obviously, everyone's first thought was like, hopefully he's okay. I'm like, it's uh, it's nothing to do with his health. And I think the report came out that he is healthy. It was just a personal decision kind of thing. Um, what's what my first thought uh, after the health thing was this man really traded Mike Matheson for Mike Matheson with Patrick Hornquist and then dipped. Um, so I think that's funny. Um, but uh, I heard rumors that the reason he left is because um, he was shopping Chris Letang or something like that. And uh, management didn't like that. And they said, like, no, you can't do that. And then he's like, okay, well, if I have no say, then I'm just going to leave, uh, which I think is perf- uh, perfectly reasonable. Um, if you're a GM and you're not able to do your own job uh, without management saying, no, you can't do that, um, then they're not trusting you and don't trust your judgment. So. I think good on him for leaving and uh, hopefully he can come back maybe in a lesser role with a different organization or if not, then happy retirement. He won what two cups with the penguins. And so, uh, yeah, so he had a great career. Um, So if that's it for Rutherford, uh, Rutherford, then like I applaud him. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was shocked as well. Um, We've kind of made jokes over the past few months, like it's time to drive him to the retirement home. Yeah. But um like you mentioned, the first thing was when he when he first announced that he was resigning. Um, I hoped him all the best. I didn't want it to be anything serious, and I'm glad that it's not. Like you mentioned, um, I think it, it's in, it was interesting. It was interesting to hear the the Latang rumors because that's one of their best players, and I I kind of get it. Like Jim Rutherford's always had that win now mentality. Like he's always kind of mortgaged the future to win because you've got guys like Crosby and Malkin. Why not continually go for it? but it's really hurt their prospect pool and the players that they've had. They've been extremely lucky, able to find guys like kind of depth role players like Jake Gensel, who's now turned into a incredible player. Like no one really had him on the radar. He just kind of came in and then just erupted. They've got guys like Teddy Bluger who are good in depth roles, Zach Ashton. So they've got a lot of great players over the past years, but I think it's kind of time to start considering the rebuild phase because they're not playing too well right now. Tristan Jari's struggling immensely. Casey Smith, I don't think is an NHL starter. And yeah, uh, Malkin's in, like struggled immensely this past season as well. Um, that's going to be concerning. Um, and I, I totally yeah. get Rutherford kind of ex- exploring the, the Chris Letang trade avenue because yeah, he's one of your best players and he could probably get you a few picks and a, a solid prospect. So um, that would be surprising to me if, Chris Letang had actually been traded because Jim Rutherford at the helm has never really been one to think of the future, but it would have been a smart move. Um, it was also interesting to hear, I don't know how many um, 
how much you can chalk up to this rumor, but Sidney Crosby could potentially get traded. I still think he's virtually untouchable, um, even if they are in a rebuilding phase. I think it'll be interesting to see he wants to get traded and kind of go for that cup again, but um, I think he'd be the perfect leader for a rebuild. He's, he's been around the game for so long, and he's one of the best players um, in the Yeah, no, I decades. think um, – sorry to cut you off there. Um, <clears throat> I think if you go to a rebuild, you ship out everybody except Crosby. Because that's literally the perfect person to, or the perfect player and person actually, to start a new group of NHLers. Um, so if they're going to go the rebuild route, um, you keep Crosby around and he'll mentor. He, he knows how to win. Um, he's played with great players. He's played with not so good players. Uh, it's just the perfect guy to, to transition your franchise into the next step. And then uh, I bet you he becomes a coach or development person for the Penguins after. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think, like you said, I, and also as a Leafs fan, I don't want to see him in the, in the blue and red. Like that'd be a worse nightmare for me. Montreal Canadiens. There was some people talking about like the only team he'd play for if he were to get traded from Pittsburgh is Montreal because he grew up loving that team. So Mm -hmm. that's something I don't want to see. Like you mentioned, he's the perfect guy for the rebuild. He's still a great hockey player. So even if they do go kind of go through that rebuild, I think he could still kind of push that team to compete for a playoff spot. You're never right when you have Sidney Crosby on your team. But another thing I just wanted to point out before we move on is the amount, the, their prospect pool, like I just mentioned before, is absolutely terrible. Uh, they traded their 2020 first rounder to the least for Kasperi Kapanen, who's had a decent start to the season, but is not worth a first in my opinion. And they traded their 2021 first round pick to, I think, Minnesota for Jason Zucker. So, They've got to keep their 2022 first round pick. That draft is absolutely special. And if they continue to struggle, we could see them compete for a guy like Shane Wright. And that would absolutely change the, the face of the franchise. So yeah. oh, yeah. got to keep I'm, your draft could you, picks. Yeah. Could, could you imagine Shane Wright being mentored by Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh? Yeah, that's, that's a dream. Like Pittsburgh. That, that's a perfect match. I'm sorry, but teams deserve, I don't know. I, I kind of like after you've been so good for so long it's like you deserve to kind of suck for a few years I don't know I've been a Leafs fan so I've never really seen success but Chicago's (laughs) kind of struggled the past few past few years and it's like I don't know to me it's like yeah I kind of heard for Chicago Blackhawks fan but it's like they've been good for so long it's like they'll be good again but it's Mm -hmm. like I can see it and like I don't know I'm not going to say it's it's deserved but it's like it's not something that keeps me up at night because they won it's like three cops yeah it's it's like uh florida's opposite they're basically the opposite they're their glory days and their like first three seasons and then poo poo ever since yeah i mean we haven't won a, a playoff series since 2004 so and we're one of the more popular teams in the league and everyone likes to crap on us so yeah. i've taken a lot of heat as a leafs fan over the past few years but you got to remain loyal to the team i'm not well, gonna be gotta... one of those those Guys who are like, oh, I'm I'm hopping off the bandwagon, and then when they're good again, I'm hopping on the bandwagon. Bandwagon. I'm yeah. like, I'm there for the, I'm there for the long haul. Well, you gotta you gotta look at at me, and and any anytime I go up to anybody or meet someone new, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a Florida Panthers fan. They're like, really? Why? That's and same thing with you and the Blue Jays. Like I can tell you've been a fan forever, and it's like. I'm being perfectly honest. I haven't watched them over the past few seasons. And like now that they've got a, a bunch of good players, I'm not the first, I'm going to be the first to admit, like I hope to watch a, a few guys because 
you see the yeah. prospects coming and developing, but yeah, I hope to get back into baseball pretty soon, but it's, it's awesome to see that you've been. That, um, that rebuild, um, in my opinion, anyway, I know we're getting off topic, but we'll get back on. Um, that rebuild is an example of the perfect rebuild. Um, you build up your, you build, this is for any sport. You build up your prospects, you build up your young guys, you bring them in the league one year. Um, you're probably still bad that year. And then with all that extra cash, you go out and get incredible players, which is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. It's like you said, you were mentioning they you were mad that they didn't have, like they weren't doing anything Ross Atkins and those guys weren't doing anything. So to see them go out and sign a guy like George Springer, get yeah. that peach is like Steven Matz. It's, 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 it's it's exciting to see for sure. And uh, yeah, they were just so being we'll, patient. Yeah. But, I mean, it's great. They got their guy and every, a lot of Blue Jays fans are great. Uh, really excited. Exactly. So moving on, um, a guy who's near and dear to Tyler's heart, Cole Perfetti. He recently joined the taxi squad and he's been skating with the Jets. So Tyler, how did you feel when you heard about that? Um, yeah. So it's good to see um, someone from your hometown, um, you know, making the next step. Uh, it's pretty exciting that he got on the taxi squad. I didn't think he was going to get anywhere near the taxi squad this year. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, it was it was cool to see they put, uh, the Jets posted a video of him at practice, and um, it was him taking a shot. One of them was him taking a shot on – I'm pretty sure it was Connor Hellebuck, and that's pretty darn cool. Um, so I hope I hope he makes the team. That would be really cool. Get that, center, that center depth is pretty darn good. I'm sure he'd start on uh, the left wing. Um, maybe on the third line or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I feel like the Jets could really use that infusion of youth in their lineup because, um, you know, they'll have Dubois and Perfetti up there. Um, it'll, it'll be cool to see. I also think um, this is, we don't really have this as a topic and we'll get your thoughts on Perfetti too, but um, uh, the Blues are shopping Vince Dunn, which I think is interesting. Um, and Although it's unlikely the Jets make a trade because they just made one uh, of that magnitude with Line and Dubois, um, that's like the perfect fit in in Winnipeg. Um, but yeah, so uh, what's uh, what did what did you think of the taxi squad news? Yeah, um, Perfetti looked pretty good in the World Juniors, albeit in a kind of a lesser role. Didn't get top line minutes, but he still looked good. And being a Jets fan growing up, like of course the Leafs are my number one. I've always loved Tampa. Like, I've loved Tampa even when they struggled. But the Jets have kind of been my second favorite Canadian team. So to see Cole Perfetti, growing up, we always heard of Cole Perfetti playing Europe AAA. Like, the guy's, like, a special hockey player. And, like, he was built family for the Gens and everything. So you always kind of heard about him. I've never met him in my life, but there was always constant talks in my school about, like, Perfetti's going to be something. Like, to watch out, this kid's going to be good. And it's, like, yeah, it's really cool to see him with the Jets, I couldn't, I was stoked when they got him. I was extremely happy. I think he's a perfect fit. And uh, yeah, I saw that video on Instagram about the Jets and Perfetti taking the ice with the, the team. Kind of looked nervous at first, kind of like just taking those first few strides at the start of the video. But yeah, in those drills, he looked pretty good. So I think that's a promising sight. Um, I think he's going to be a great player. Like you mentioned, I think you could see him play some wing in the NHL. I don't know if he plays center. That's a decision that um, Paul Maurice and their coaching staff are going to have to make. But definitely yeah. something that's exciting, especially a guy our age who's playing in the NHL. So I guess we'll move on to the Panthers and uh, Sergey Bobrovsky's shaky start. Um, you being a Panthers fan, how do you kind of feel about that? And 
how did you kind of feel about their start and uh, maybe going with Trish, Chris uh, Dreiger, Drieger for the kind of splitting the, 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 the 1A, 1B with him? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm assuming you read my article by saying that um, or saw the yeah, title of it. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, I came out with an article uh, this morning and um, it was just uh, it was just a little a question to myself and whoever's reading it um, is I think the Panthers, although one of their goalies makes substantially more than the other, should run with the 1A, 1B starter. Obviously, the guy who's making $10 million, Sergei Bobrovsky, will be your 1A. Um, my, my, my first couple notes for the Panthers, because they've only played four games. They played tonight against Detroit. Um, they've been really, really, really good. <clears throat> Offensively, they've they crushed Columbus in the first game. Um, the, the first line of Barkov, Duclair, and um, Verhage is one of the best lines I've ever watched um, since watching hockey. Uh, Barkov really – his wingers, Duclair and Verhage, are incredibly fast. And they – half the time I don't see them in the, in the defensive zone because they're always taking shots. Uh, Barkov had like eight shots on, uh, I think, Corpusella was in that the first night. Um, <clears throat> but that line is just dominating. Um, that's the best line I've seen Barkov on, even when he was with Huberto. Um, so our penalty kill has been pretty good. Our power play has been okay. Um, Huberto, Horn Hornquist looks great. Uh, Hornquist and uh, Huberto on Wenberg's wing. Um and then as for Bobrovsky, his first game was okay um, against – it was the Blackhawks. He was okay, um, definitely not $10 million worth. And then his second game against Columbus, he was just awful. Um, the goals he let in, I'm not going to say are entirely his fault because one of them was deflection and the other one was just a weird goal. Um, we, we pulled out the wins in both games, but he needs to – get better he has an 879 save percentage and a 333 goals against average that's not enough that's not good for 10 million dollars and then chris drieger's pumping like 930 save percentages and he's making 850k um so chris drieger's looks phenomenal um i love chris drieger he's a free agent after this year which is unfortunate because he's probably going to get some big money elsewhere because he's got ridiculous numbers in the last two years but yeah uh, 3-0 and 1 to start the year. Can't really complain too much. Um, Alexander, I think it's Texier, or I think that's how you say it. He scored an unreal shootout goal on uh, Dreiger. So, uh, you know, we got away with one point there, seven out of eight in our first four. Uh, so overall, I say it was a pretty great start for the Panthers. And uh, Alexi Hepiniemi makes his debut, a long-awaited debut. Um, you know, he crushed it in the CHL when he was there. And he, he had, I think, 14 and fourteen points in 16 games or 12 and 14 or something like that uh, overseas this year. So, uh, yeah, I think him in the lineup tonight um, could be really good for the team. And hopefully he uh, he crushes it because I would love to see that. Yeah, I think the, the Panthers' success is well-deserved. You guys have – part of Verhage was a product of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we traded him in a five-player trade to acquire Michael Grafner from the New York Islands. And again, another prospect who's kind of emerging as a solid player and probably going to come back and bite the Leafs in the butt. Typical Leafs. But um, yeah, I think he's looked really good. I, I 
I was expecting Duclair to kind of take a step forward in goal scoring, but he's you got he's got like I think four assists or something like that. So it's it's impressive to see. I, I like him contributing on the um like he's not just being stubborn and kind of just saying pass me the puck and let me shoot. He's kind of making plays and I think that's a good thing. I've liked how he's too he too the Oster Ryan's looked. I think yeah. Alexi I think Alexi Haponiemi. I've followed him for a long time. I'm playing with the Swift Current Broncos of the WHL. Um, he absolutely tore it up. The only thing that was ever a knock against him, I think in his draft year, he weighed 142 pounds. So he's it was always the 50 now. Yeah, I think the knock against him was always, I think he's he's 5'10 or something like that. So he's got pretty decent yep. size, but he's just, his frame is so small. And it's like, I think the biggest knock with him was always like, I don't think he has the size to make it to the NHL. So I, I really liked him. I really like, he's a great playmaker. He's got um, amazing vision on the ice. So I, I'm excited to see him. Um, I know the Leafs play tonight. I'll try and catch a bit of Hiponyemi because, again, I've followed him for a long time. But, yeah, I think the Panthers' success is a good start. Um, I know we had Ilias on a few weeks ago when we were guessing the division, and I said I think the Panthers won't make the playoffs. But seeing their good start and if they can keep it up, I think they do have a chance of making the playoffs. Um, don't even get me started on Bobrovsky. He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, $10 million. And then you go out and sign, uh, draft Spencer Knight a few days, or no, you draft Spencer Knight, and then you go out and sign Bobrovsky a few days later. It just makes, uh, I mean, you you needed to go goalie in free agency, and he had just come off one of the best playoff runs that we've ever seen him do. And uh, I think you throw money at free agency, there's always regrets when a few years later, and he's got a terrible contract. But what can yeah, you, but instead you of run with? Instead of a few day or a few years later, it was the year after. <laughs> um, yeah. That's all Dale Talon's fault, though. Like I, I hate Dale Talon. Um, he he was he was a decent he was a. I don't even know what the I don't know how to word this. Um, he he frustrates me, and then Bill Zito comes in and fixes everything. I, I don't know how you do that, um, but yeah, if we had Bob at instead of the seven year seventy million. If we got him at five years at the 50 million or whatever, 10, 10 million a year, um, if that would have been better because then at least Knight could come in when he, because by the time Bob's contract is done, Knight will very well be in the NHL. So it, it's frustrating, but yeah, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I mean, you're the Panthers fan, so you've got a good read on them and yeah, Bobrovsky is definitely a contract that league wide, um, <laughs> I forget which side I was writing for, but I think it was the hockey writers. And they asked us to name our, um, like, the worst contract in the league, I think, last year or something. And I went with Sergei Bobrovsky because of his shaky start to the Panthers. So I do think it's a terrible contract, and it's frustrating to see because you guys have got great goaltending right now in Chris Dragger, and then you've got great guys waiting on the sideline, Spencer Knight, and potentially Devin Levi. So we'll move on. To my team, the Leafs, um, they're leading the league in points. I think they're 7-0 and 2. Uh, no, 7-2 and 0, my bad. Um, they have 14 points. Um, they've looked pretty pretty solid. Um, I'm not going to lie. I guess I'll take the reins on this one first. The only thing that worries me is we've won a lot of one-goal games, and it's kind of been back and forth, like the one in Edmonton a few nights ago. Um, it was back and forth, and we ended up winning 4-3. to three. But again, it's it's we take a lot of dumb penalties. Um, 
Yeah. And it's always like you, you got to wonder. In the past, we've been the team on the opposite end of the one goal games. We always lost it. But now that we've had those one goal games and we're coming out with the, the win is, is good to see. I really liked how our defense has looked. Justin Hole has absolutely shut down McDavid. And I know it's a bit of a joke, but some people have been calling him to win the Norris and stuff, which is kind of funny. Um, Jake Muzzin's looked good. I, I really do think our defense is the best I've seen since I've, like, it. I don't remember a better solid defense core that the Leafs have had. They've always been completely shitted on for having a crappy um, defense core. And now that they, I don't think a lot of people can talk crap about our defensive core because it's good. Like, last season, you can't, Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci are terrible at defense and like they weren't the answers and we all knew they were here for one year and they were gone but now that we've got long term Morgan Riley's contract is up I think next season so he's going to get paid but now that we've got TJ Brody who who signed to a four-year deal and although he did have a shaky start he looked good um, Jake Muzzin just signed a four-year contract first year in that contract Justin Hall I think has one year left on his deal I think Travis Dermott will probably be um, claimed by the Seattle Kraken. Tough to see him go. I've always loved him on the Marlies, but I do think that happens. Miko Lettinen, I hope we re-sign and he kind of gets more ice time because I've loved him in the KHL. And I do think in a bigger role, he he put up more points. A lot of people, especially myself included, expected him to kind of come in and make a difference. Um, he hasn't really, I don't think he's shown up on the score sheet yet, but I think in a bigger role and not playing with Zach Bogosian would help. But yeah, I think the top four is kind of uncrackable at the moment. And Zach Wagosian's been playing pretty well. He got a shaky start, but he's he's got a lot of confidence. And I think it's nice to have someone who knows could step up physically if there's a scrum in defense, like we saw with Matthew Kachuk, and uh, kind of clear the goaltending crease because the last few years it's been it's been really rough. None of our defense or none of our forwards have had any physicality at all. So we've been pushed around a lot. So it's nice to have that. So I think the 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 good start that we've had the last few games has been welcomed. I always kind of feel, I feel guilty having a, a good team because that's something that so many teams have, but the Leafs have, like they've always, the past few seasons, they've had decent regular seasons, but we've never been able to put it together on the, in the playoffs. So I'm kind of hoping that this year is kind of different, but we'll, we'll wait and see. How do you think you felt about the Leafs' success? Um, my mic was metered there for a bit because my dog keeps barking, so I apologize if he barks. Um, but you know, that's what happens when you're on Zoom. Um, that's that's me throwing shade to COVID. Um, anyway, the Leafs so far. Um, I haven't watched one of their games in a while because I've been watching the Panthers and um, covering a lot of baseball news with over the line. But um, so far, my my first couple notes is one: their defenses look good. Um, which is something I haven't said about the Leafs in I don't even know how long. Um, two, Mitch Marner is proving to me again why he's an elite hockey player. He hasn't done he, last year was wasn't that great, um, at least in my opinion. Um, but now he's showing me his shots getting better, getting better, or getting back to what it was. Um, he he looks really slick on the ice, um, and that's a dangerous thing for the Canadian division. Um, but I, one thing I want to note is, okay, so my thoughts here is the Leafs look good, um, but Montreal looks better. Um, and this is controversial, um, but if I'm watching a seven-game series between Toronto and Montreal, and I'm sure you disagree, and I, I'd, I'd actually like to get your thoughts about this, um, 
I would take Montreal. Um, I don't, I don't, I think Freddie, Freddie's been decent this year. He made a couple good saves against Edmonton. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think he would get outplayed by Carey Price and um, Nick Suzuki looks unreal this year. And that's, it blows my mind actually. Um, and that's why when I saw Pierre-Luc Dubois for Nick Suzuki, when I saw those rumors, I was like, please God, Montreal, please do not do this. Um, yeah, so I, I would take Montreal in a seven-game series of Leafs and Montreal. Um, that's just my opinion. I also am not the biggest Leafs fan, um, so that's a little bit biased. Um, but overall, my thoughts on the Leafs this year is they look great. Marner looks great. Um, Matthews, his shot is always great, so, like, I can't really criticize Matthews. Um, I haven't seen much of Tavares in the headlines this year. Um, not sure. Not sure about Tavares. I haven't seen much of him this year, actually. He's, uh, it's he's unfortunate. had a good start. Yeah, good start. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, and then my, uh, another thing is Nick Robertson. That's just unfortunate that he's not playing. Um, I thought he was going to be a big part of Toronto's success. Uh, that's why they didn't let him go to uh, the World Juniors, although clearly he wasn't needed. Um, yeah, so I think the Leafs look pretty good. Um, but my opinion in, in that um, – Canadian division is Montreal's the best team right now. Um, obviously that could change, um, but from what I've seen and what I've watched, um, I just think Montreal uh, is the better team there. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. Um, I'd be hard pressed, even as a diehard Leeds fan, to say that Montreal hasn't looked good because I'd be lying. They've got again, Mark Bergevin has been repeatedly questioned for the moves he's made. Um, example, prime example is Josh Anderson for Max Domi in a second, I believe. But Josh Anderson has looked really good. Tyler Toffoli has been a great signing. He's, I think, he was named first star of the week. I think he has like eight points so far. I think he's tied with the league leading goals. So he's been a great signing. And yeah, Nick Suzuki's emerging as a, a, a top six player in the on that team. Um, yes, very Cook and Yami has struggled a bit, but again, looks pretty solid. I think Shea Weber has looked good. Ben Trot has much needed um, physicality. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go and say that um, I don't know. It'd be tough to say with the Leafs and them played a seven game series, but Montreal has played Vancouver three times so far. I know we played Ottawa twice and we ended up losing one of them, but Vancouver has not looked very good this season. So for them to have a three game series, we've played Montreal. We've played every Canadian team except for Vancouver. So it'll be interesting to see Vancouver kind of looks to be starting to pick things up, but I'm not going to make excuses. They've had a great start of the season. Yeah, I think, of course, with me, I'd have to go with the Leafs in a seven-game series because of the fact that I'm a Leafs fan. But I think it would – I'd put my money on it being a seven-game series. Um, Anderson looked yeah. incredible in the play-in series last year. He was not to blame. It was the Leafs' lack of offense and the terrible defense that they played that would cost them not making it into the, the first round of the playoffs. And, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see because I – We've got a definitely a stronger defense core. Anderson has never looked the same since that groin injury a few years ago, but who's who's had a, a solid, uh, a shaky start to the season and now has looked pretty solid the past few games. And we need him to be solid because we lost Jack Campbell and God forbid Michael Hutchinson comes in. That's my worst nightmare. Like I hate that guy so much. So, and I'm every, everyone who knows me knows that I shit talk Michael Hutchinson a lot, but, just it, he scares me. There's no if ands or buts about it. I mean, he he looked decent with Colorado in the playoffs, but that's certainly not what his career has shown in the past. So, 
I hope Anderson can play well. Like you mentioned, Matthews has Matthews shot has not been as dynamic as I'd expect it to be. He's had a few nice shots, but I don't know. He's kind of usually I I think it's because he's been in the league for a while now. Teams know that he likes to just walk in into the kind of like the high slot and just unleash it. So he's constantly so has a guy him on down. him and yeah. shutting him down. So when he does have time and space, he has to get it off even quicker. That's why I don't think you see him have enough time with the puck. Yeah, he's had a good start to the season. He has five goals. Mitch Marner's back to his old self, which is great to see. Again, with the Leafs fans, they kind of took it overboard last year with Marner. Marner's still a good player. I don't think last season, if he had continued that this season, I'd be hard-pressed not to see a reason why we trade him because he was not playing up to his $11.5 million self or mm-hmm. $11 million self. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I'm glad to see he's back. He's a great playmaker. Um, he's been playing really well with Matthews, and Hyman is a perfect complement to that line. And, yeah, I think – I don't know. It's it's an exciting time, in, at least in my life. The, the Leafs are kind of – I'm being perfectly honest. I didn't really – I some nights last year were kind of tough. I didn't get to watch them, but I've been making an effort this season to kind of sit down and watch all of their games, and it's been, it's been fun to see. So I'm definitely yeah, excited some. to see it. Yeah. No, finish. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say it's exciting to to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, with school and everything, I think the one thing I do um is to make time to watch hockey because it's like a nice little break, um, and you can just watch your team. Yeah, you know, I I think it's fun. And uh, just another note for those people on Instagram and Twitter that I see comparing Mitch Marner to Connor McDavid because he has a lot of points. I hate you. Um, so those people are annoying and please stop doing that because Connor McDavid is undisputedly the best player in the NHL. Um, so stop doing that. Um, yeah, that's just my you, warning to stupid Maple could, Leaf fans. Yeah. You could make an argument for Nathan McKinnon, but oh, yeah. Connor, yeah, McDavid, okay. Connor McDavid is bar none. Absolutely incredible. The, the yep. way he's, I know a lot of people throw the term generational around very loosely and I'm not sliding guys like Nathan McKinnon and Nathan McKinnon, you could make the argument that he's a generational player, but the 2010s generational player is Connor McDavid. He yep. is something so special and mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because Edmonton can never really seem to make a run and we're wasting his prime years. Like honestly, God, I think the NHL should be mad because the Edmonton Oilers, like, can you imagine the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs with McDavid as the headline? Like, we'd get yeah. so much bigger. And they always just that, – that series against Anaheim a few years ago was some of the best hockey I think I've ever watched. And he I was agree. in the playoff. And Leon Dreisaitl kind of had that emergence. So that was some special hockey. And I, I would love, love, love to see them in the playoffs. And it, it sucks that they're not making a run because, like I said, it, I think that um... – that's a great shift into our next topic with I was gonna say that. <laughs> unreal <laughs> unreal play um, is going to waste again. So I think like, like what I just mentioned, um, you've got, they, they did go out and kind of address it. Dominic Cahoon had a, a, an underrated season. He hasn't really been able to put up the amount of points that a lot of people have been expecting. Kaylor or Kyler Yamamoto. Um, he's looked pretty good. He had a point per game pace last season and he's looked pretty good this season. I have him on fantasy. So I'm happy with the results I've seen from him so far. Um, he may be on a bit of a smaller side, but I think he complements McDavid and drives out pretty well. Um, I think you need, you've got to see guys step up. The top six is 
kind of it's just McDavid and Drysdale carrying this team again, and it's it's. If I was an Oilers fan, I'd be frustrated because your defense isn't that good. Your goalie is facing 35 to 40 shots a night and can only do so much. And it's like, we need a change. Like, you guys need a change. And you don't want to see Connor McDavid request a trade because that will be the end of the Edmonton. Like, no, not the end of the Edmonton Oilers. But it's that would be devastating. Like, absolutely devastating. Their fan base so, would get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I like the Edmonton Oilers. I've always been a fan of them. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is still a good player. Uh, he's come, he's, he's hitting free agency. So it'll be interesting to see. You cannot lose him, throw money at him. Like you guys have barely had any depth at all. And you put up 60 points the past two seasons. So you guys need to keep him. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how, how do you think and how do you feel about McDavid and dry saddles? Great play this season going to waste again. Um, it really annoys me like so much. Um, so you're, 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 a, you're a big Leafs fan and a little bit of a Tampa fan. I'm a big Panthers fan and a little bit of an Oilers fan. Um, and this just hurts my head. Um, I, I have a Connor McDavid jersey in my closet over there. Um, and that's for good reason because I think he's the best player in the NHL. Um, he's played nine games and he has 14 points, man. Like, come on. Dry settle, nine games, 13 points. Like, you, you can't ask much more from these guys. Um, the best you could do this offseason instead of signing Jacob Markstrom um, was signing Kyle Turris and Tyson Berry. Like, congratulations, Edmonton. You suck again. Um, they're, they're fifth in the, in the North, and the North division is looking very, very strong in the Canadian division. Um, Goaltending is your number one problem. Um, if, you're, if I'm Edmonton, I'm trading for Darcy Kemper. Um, it's just so frustrating. It hurts my brain. Like, I don't want to see McDavid's career wasted, like you said. And the, he is playing his his best hockey right now. And if you're not going to surround him with talent, then if I'm McDavid, get me out and let me go win six cups. Because on any other team, I think he goes to the cup final. Um, any other mediocre or play. If he's on the Panthers, Panthers are winning 12 cups, guaranteed. Ship that. Um, if, if Connor McDavid was in the Toronto Maple Leafs, I would not watch hockey anymore because that team would be broken. I mean, it's it's not possible because of the money, unless they sent like Marner back um, or, or Matthews or Tavares, actually. Could you imagine Tavares for McDavid? That wouldn't happen. It'd be like the trade to get McDavid would probably be like Matthews and Marner. Like it's, yeah, it's so, and I think just before you go on, sorry to cut you off, but I think that's so interesting to see because it's like, if you were going to the Panthers, like you'd have to give like Barkov and Huberto up to get him. Yeah. It's like, and with the Leafs, it was interesting because we still had, I I don't remember the exact amount of balls that we had at the, like the the pre-draft, like the lottery show. Yeah. And it was between us and Edmonton to get the first overall pick. And it was Edmonton ball that came out. So if we had gotten Connor McDavid, we wouldn't have gotten Mitch Marner. And I probably, I don't think we would have gotten Austin Matthews. So it's an interesting debate to see. Um, yeah. I think personally, I'd rather Matthews and Marner. But McDavid's such, such a special player. player. Yeah. that's um, I mean, when Matthews and Marner are on like a top, 
like McDavid is better than those two as a separate player. But if those two are rolling together on the same line, I think when you put both of their talents together, hopefully I think they, they could make more of an impact than McDavid can make by himself. But again, that's an interesting argument to make. Yeah. And you also have, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Matthews and Marner against McDavid and Dreisaitl, I'm taking McDavid and Dreisaitl every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those two are special. That is interesting. I mean, I think I might start cutting clips from our, our episodes and like posting them on socials um, just because of um, only, only, I only think about that uh, for this episode because of all the times I said, I hate you least fans. Um, I think that'd be a cool uh-huh. clip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt finds that funny. Um, yeah. So no, just this week um, or this season, I'm just going to say the NHL has been really good and I'm so happy to see it back. Uh, baseball comes back in a month and a half, almost. Actually, less than a month. Spring training soon. That's all I'm saying. I'm happy. Um, George Springer's Toronto Blue Jay. Um, mic drop. Marcus yeah. Simeon. Yeah, Marcus Simeon. It's, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. Can't even lie. Um, after this story day, you know, um, I'll be a lot happier. Next week's episode is probably going to be a lot less stressful. Um, yeah. get, getting Getting this one together was even – a little bit of a hassle because we're so busy, but yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, fun to talk hockey every week. So this this week was fun. Yeah, I think before we kind of wrap it up, I think you brought up a good point. Um, Vince Dunn with the the St. Louis Blues and being a potential trade yeah. candidate. Um, how did you feel about that? And like, let's like maybe put up a team that you think would be be a good fit. I think you mentioned Winnipeg as well. Winnipeg, um, I think. Off the top of my head, the Florida Panthers. Um, you know, Winnipeg sounds good. Uh, uh, Buffalo. Ah, Buffalo's defense isn't too bad. Um, well, kind of bad. Um, but I hear their asking price is like a first round pick, which I think is 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 um, like that's not a bad ask because Vince Dunn's a really good player. Uh, he just hasn't shown much offense, but he also doesn't play that much because you know Petrangelo was and Pareko or, and Falk were all up there. Um, so I think with more minutes, he could be, he's, he, he reminds me of Mackenzie Weger. That's what he reminds me of an underrated defenseman that didn't get enough minutes to show how good he was. And speaking of Weger, he's been great this year. Um, so it's Ekblad looked like, I'm not going to say a Norris winning defenseman, but he's looked like an incredible number one defenseman this year, which is really, really awesome to see. Yandel's also looked good, which is, which is funny. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see especially you've got to take advantage of this year um especially with the amount of people or players that you kind of can throw into that number one spot this draft is no consensus number one pick so i think if you can give a 2021 first round pick it'd it'd be worth it um especially if you're a good team because if you get a pick from like 26 to 30 and you're a good team you're looking to add even more uh vince done Maybe in a few years down the road, it, that player that they draft turns into a star player. But Vince Dunn at this point would definitely win that trade. I mean, he hasn't looked good this season, but he's still a great player. Um, he's been defying odds ever since he was drafted into the OHL. I think he was a six-round pick of the Niagara Ice Dogs. And, and he's been – I think he's been in, in the – I think it's been tough for him to get ice time, like you mentioned, on St. Louis Blues because they've been so deep on defense. And I think it's kind of disappointing to a lot of people now that he's been kind of given that expanded role and he's taken a step back. But I yeah. think it's interesting to see because, yeah, he was playing against weaker competition and dominating. 
but I still think he's got a ton of promise. He's underrated. And yeah, I don't think a, a first round pick is too much of an ask. If it was a first round pick next year, I'd I'd be hard pressed to kind of give it up because next year's draft is so deep. But yeah, I, I think this year is kind of perfect for that. A, a team that I think you made a good bet on was the Winnipeg Jets. I think he'd be a perfect fit there. Um, they need defensive help because Josh Morrissey's kind of and Dylan DeMello is a good defensive defenseman, but Josh Morrissey's kind of their only guy that's really really solid. And uh, I think Vince Dunn playing on a top pairing with a Dylan DeMello or a, a Josh Morrissey would definitely help the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, and they'd probably have to give up like like you mentioned a first round pick or a guy like I don't know how if I would go as far as to say like a guy like Nick Ehlers, because I don't think that happened, but maybe a guy like Andrew Kopp or something like that if they didn't want to give up, like, a first-round pick. Yeah. So you kind of got to weigh your options, but I think that'd be a good fit. Um, I think Pittsburgh would be a good fit. Um, again, it'd be interesting to see what they give back. They don't have their first-round pick this year, and they definitely should not give their first-round pick next year. But I think yeah. if they're trying to make a run and they can get something from it, I think you give up a guy like – maybe you see a guy like – I don't know. Ryan Russ go the other way or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I think he's a decent fit. I love him on the Leafs, but I think we're good right now. And I wouldn't want to give up. <laughs> I think we're right good now. right now. <laughs> hey, our defense is one of the strong suits this season. So which I don't is, think we need to add any. rare. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't have to put Martin Merchant into the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he would definitely add to our team, but I think I wouldn't give up a first, especially now that we've got a decent defense core. But yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. So that will just about wrap things up. Um, we thank you for joining us this week. Um, follow us at Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at hockey underscore wired pod. Let us know what you think about the episode and reach out with any suggestions for topics. And we'd love to talk to you. But whatever you're wondering about in the hockey universe. Um, Tyler, where can the people find you and what do you have going on from the Hockey Writers and Over the Line Sport? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Prosec Tyler on Twitter or Tyler R. Prosec underscore on Instagram, P-R-O-C-Y-K as Prosec. Um, Hockey Writers, I just released my fourth article of the month and because of school, I'm only releasing four articles every month. Um, yeah, so you can go check out that uh, Drieger Bobrovsky little article a little bit of boston bruins in there my brother will like that if he listens to this episode um over the line head of baseball really honored to be taking that position uh with over the line sports um we got a lot of cool things coming out uh there's a new baseball podcast coming out uh that curtis martin president uh, and our guest last week is gonna be running with me um i hope um well i hope that comes out soon uh, I think we're starting it in spring training, so look out for that next month. And, um, yeah, just articles. I've got a couple of my baseball guys putting out articles weekly. So, yeah, you can check that out. Check my articles out. Busy, busy. And, uh, yeah, so what about you, Matt? Where can they find you? Yeah, just want to say congrats. I don't think I reached out to you yet, but congrats oh, on thank you. head of baseball. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. Um yeah, but you can find me on Twitter at Sheridan underscore Matt, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N underscore M-A-T. Um, I also have some things coming out with the hockey writers. Uh, the draft profiles will start coming out March 1st, I believe. So going to be doing some research and all of that. Hoping it's kind of tough right now. Um, I was hoping to, to write about the Marlies and stuff, but 
they haven't even released their schedule yet. Meanwhile, other AHL teams are playing exhibition games, so that kind of sucks, but what can you do about it? Um, but yeah, hopefully some Marlies takeaways when they start playing again, some Leafs um, takes as well. Um, I'm not doing takeaways for the Leafs that belongs to our head writer for the Leafs, Andrew Forbes, and he's done a fantastic job of that. But yeah, hopefully that. Um, I think I'm writing a piece on Brett Harrison. I, I started that today. Hopefully that'll go out on Monday or something. Yeah, and then with FC Hockey, um, I've put out, I think, eight reports so far. It's been tough, like Tyler mentioned. We're extremely busy with school and stuff, but I've been trying. I tried to watch a game or two this past week, so look out for that. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again next time.